0: Welcome, hello, uh, welcome to uh, episode number 33 of the Average Man podcast, Kimberly calling. That was the man himself Dan Sultan Which is kind of fitting As I'm up here On the 31st of March In Broome At the Sea Cells Resort That song is called Kimberley Calling Written by Dan Sultan About the Kimberley region And Dan Sultan The man will be in uh, Headland well, He'll be in Headland 5th of April And then I think Coming up to Broome After that And I bet that song Goes off live Up here man All the Kimberleyans uh, Jumping around here In their, their uh, region Getting repped By Dan Sultan So I would briefly like to caveat this episode by saying my daughter's sitting about four foot away from me. She just woke up from her nap on the iPad. So if you hear some weird little kitty kind of um, TV show sounds in the background or maybe her talking to me when she gets excited about something, that's what's going on there. Hopefully she's a good girl and just chills out and watches the iPad while I pump through this um, broom podcast. So I'd like to jump into straight away my shout outs. The first shout out goes to Two Way High Services. Two Way High Services is your family-owned and operated two-way radio supplier. They ship throughout WA free of charge. So whether you need a portable handheld radio, CB radio for your vehicle or an antenna, Two Way High Services will keep you connected. Get hold of them on Facebook, Instagram or at www.twhs.com.au also, I'd also like to shout out to Perth Hire. Perth Hire have you covered with honing, polishing, cutting and drilling Hire equipment for your concrete or construction job. Consumable Products also available. Get hold of those guys on Facebook and Instagram or at ww.higerth.com.au and both those companies operate out of the same warehouse with shared management or ownership. So they both located on Triumph Avenue in Wangara. Also would like to shout out as always to my man captured by Carlos. He is an average man, two-time alumni. Uh, he 's a local local photographer doing landscapes commercial jobs uh, including drone fo- footage and photos uh, He does small video edits um, and now starting to do family portraits, which i 'm getting him to do one for us over in the next month i 'd say. Some stage, so I'll be putting that on my Facebook and Instagram pages and tagging him in it, and go have a look at some of his work. If you're in the, if you're in Headland um, or the Pilbara region, um, get hold of Carlos for uh, see some of his prints that he's got. He's got a little competition running at the moment. Um, to give away a couple of, of his most popular prints. And like I said, he does some family photos and he's getting into some bit of commercial work around town as well. So check him out and listen to the two podcasts uh, that I, where I've had him on. You can catch him on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube and he's good for a bit of daily inspiration um, whether it's to do with positive mindset or motivation or just getting after it. So get in there and check Car- Carlos out also. Last but not least, I'd like to shout out to PCC Productions, the audiovisual specialists up here in the Pilbara. PCC are a company that thrives on making Headland an awesome place to live uh, through epic live events and supporting local musicians. Catch them on Facebook, Instagram or at www.pccproductions.com.au. Now, if that sounded like I read it off a piece of paper, I did because I'm trying to get a little bit more professional with my shout-outs and have it all written out, ready to go, rather than me just winging it and sort of rambling... um, yeah, off the top of my head as I go, which I've been doing in the past So, hope that's a little bit more informative And a bit better for the guys who I'm shouting out also And easier to listen to So, moving right along I'd like to jump straight into this podcast now um, I want to cover quickly the Cyclone aftermath Obviously, I, get, I, I gave pretty heavily, uh, pretty heavy coverage of Cyclone, Tropical Cyclone Veronica Last week I put a bunch of Instagram feeds up, I was excited about it The possibility of a cat four hitting us right on the nose um, I took a few little videos during the Red Alert, Naughty Naughty um, Obviously, yeah, whatever Um and yeah, I, I did a cyclone podcast while we were in lockdown in Red Alert. Also, so um, the aftermath to do was that to do with that was I mean, there's not too much damage. It was a Cat Three by the time it hit, made landfall and made landfall between Port Helen and Wim Creek and hung around for ages. Really, it was the, the duration of the thing that did the most damage. Um, we had destructive winds for about 48 hours, I guess. We were on lockdown for about 30 something hours. I haven't really done the math on it, but those times seem about about right. So just those winds galing, like galing through for a long period of time really took a toll on, on the uh, trees and plants around the place and the, those high tides with that storm surge kind of fucked the beach up a bit um, and obviously flooded a, lot, flooded a lot of areas too. So basically... Excuse me, I'll have a sip of my beer. I'm in broom. leave me alone. Um... So basically, yeah, the, I think the most damage was, you know, obviously a few trees got broken, branches snapped off. A lot of the plants, especially along the coast where we are, all the leaves are dead on on, on all the plants. So they got wind burnt to shit, and now the what, trees all around my property, which you've heard me bitching about before on this podcast, even though I love having the trees there, they drop heaps of leaves, and they're all dropped, all their leaves, they're just dead, just dead leaves everywhere. So all the trees look dead at the moment. I'm sure they'll come back. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of water, a lot of water around, obviously water damage, um, a lot of water sitting around the place. I see people from town of Port Helen out spraying some of the big stagnant puddles that are sitting around town, obviously trying to keep the uh, mosquito population down as the larvae start hatching. There's my little daughter coughing over there in the corner, adding her two cents. Um, yeah, and uh, there's a bunch of stagnant water hanging around. We've got this horrible... Um, Stagnant water smell at one part of our house where I had some lawn clippings sitting in a bathtub that I've been sort of using for uh to add to our compost heap, and that got drenched and sat there for a couple of days. and I've tipped it out, but it's just still got this gross, stagnant smell outside. So hopefully, that's dried up a little bit by the time we get back from broom. I've been cleaning the yard sort of every afternoon, getting rid of leaves and giving it a blow down, and, and um, trying to get rid of any stagnant water sitting around because it can be really bad for kids and dogs and things like that. You can get um crypto um spiridium and and um has another one uh my misses will be Spewing that I can't remember the name of it that She actually had, oh, Gardia guardia, and Cryptosporidium are two parasites You can get from um, from stagnant water It's quite common, especially up in warm temperatures And things like that, you get a lot of that Out around communities and things like that And when we have a cyclone there's heaps of that kind of water sitting around be, Just be careful your kids aren't splashing around playing in it And you know, your dogs aren't going over drinking from old stagnant water Especially if it's got leaves and crap like that in it um, Yeah, you can get some parasites kicking around in that kind of Those kind of conditions So, yeah, I mean, also we had all roads into Headland were closed for for several days. Uh, the first roads to open were the Marble Bar Road from Nulligon, I think, into Marble Bar. And to, no, from Marble Bar to Port Hedland, yeah, it was closed the other way. And from Oski into Port Hedland. So there were the two points to open first. All the trucks were sitting at the Oski um, uh, pinch point there, so that's obviously the one they were expecting to be open before the Broome to Carratha uh, Road. And um here my brother got caught there for a, for a couple, well, only for one day in the end. He delayed his leaving uh, of Perth by a day. I think he was going to leave Saturday morning. He ended up leaving Sunday uh, or Monday morning, perhaps. Might, he might have left Monday, Monday afternoon, so he delayed it by a couple of days. Got there Tuesday evening, and it was still closed, and they opened the road. Finally, on Wednesday, he got up into town, so it wasn't too bad. He didn't have to sit there for too long. Uh, and all the trucks came through as well. They had, you know, obviously trucks under 20 tonnes could come through first and then they checked the conditions of the roads and let the other trucks through as well. But we weren't too bad as far as the shopping centres go. Um, I think the the fact that we had um, on the Friday night before Red Alert was called, they they, they shot another um, bunch of trucks up and filled all the, the shells. So I don't know how Coles fared, but Woolie wasn't too bad. Considering here yeah, that we had you know um, a fruit and veg would have suffered and meat a little bit, but we had most of the essentials still kicking along until those trucks got there, and I was all stocked up myself anyway, so i didn't really bother me too much, but I know the broom suffered um they had obviously the their roads all up here were were closed as well, and they weren't quite prepared for it the same way we were being a bit further out from all the um all the main. Supply points, so I'm not sure if they ended up getting supplied from Darwin or if they just waited till those roads opened on on the um, Wednesday. I don't know because well, it was Thursday the Broom road opened, so I'm not sure how they fared for getting food and things up here. I know that the fuel ended up coming from the top end instead, so I think maybe the trucks had to do a big round trip to get up here, an extra 900 kilometres on their trips. So I believe somebody said something about that, so it was a bit of water sitting around, man. The logistics of that, obviously, you know. People who have been involved in this previously and people whose job it is um, think about it. But the average guys, you know, person on the street doesn't t- 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 generally think about the aftermath of something like this. The, the logistics of getting food to places and having roads cut off by water and then damage from the water and things like that. So there's been a, bit, a little bit of aftermath, clean up and, and shit going on. But nothing too crazy, man. It's been pretty, pretty good to get that rail. It's been an interesting week, you know town looks different, it's a different vibe in town Obviously all the r- rivers, all the creeks are all full uh, All the water holes will be full The countryside need- needed all that water Even though it smashed a shitload of cattle Thousands of head of cattle dead and things like that But I mean in the long run I think it's good to get that that rain Nearly 600 mil of rain over the 3 or 4 day period So pretty awesome man really um, Yeah uh, with the beach, the storm surge. Yeah, so cemetery beach itself, like the turtle watch area, that big platform that goes down to the beach got moved and all fucked up. Um, one of the steps there got washed away. A lot of the dunes got eroded and eaten right back to to not far from the the rock wall. Um, and where the pathway runs along the, the the beach front there. Um, yeah, the beach definitely changed a little bit. Spoil bank probably changed a bit. I haven't been down there since. I know that the the uh, boat ramp got Kind of a bit of a flogging, but nothing permanent. Just all the rocks there that they that they use to help protect the shoreline there, the bank. That all got smashed and pushed all through the car parks. Some pretty big boulders and things like that have got moved around. They've just been cleaning that up throughout the week. So yeah, a bit of bit of shit, bit of action around town. And but we just get back to normal now and kick on. As long as that other uh, low up the top doesn't doesn't develop into another cyclone and hit us, that will be a bit of a pain in the ass. But at the end of the day, what do you do, mate? Mother nature's mother nature. So. Um, yeah, and speaking about the broom, about the road close, closures and things like that, uh, the Broome Road was closed, and we weren't sure if we were going to be able to get up to to Broome this weekend. We had this long weekend booked for a while to celebrate our, our um, eight year and wedding anniversary for me and Ems. Um, and the roads were closed. Man, we were leaving Friday morning, and they were closed still on Thursday morning. And main roads were putting up all these pictures on, on their website about or on Facebook about um. The condition of the roads, and you're looking at them. There was big washouts, and chunks of the road, the bitumen had been washed away, and there was huge, big potholes in the road, and things like that. And a lot of it was still under heavy, you know, quite quite deep amount of water. And people were saying, "No way, you'll get up to Broome not for a couple of weeks," and all this kind of shit. And people giving you the worst case scenario, which people love to do. When I um told you my brother was was stuck at Oski for a a, for a night, I I jumped on everything headland and I just thought maybe some people who, who who are a bit um. You know, clever, who've been around And know some back routes in that might be usable um, You know, small chance, but you might as well ask So I'll put up there, does anybody know another another route in from Mosky My brother's trapped there um, with the flooding of the roads And I just had, you know, I don't know 50 comments or plus, or something like that. Just half, half of them just being smart asses and having a joke and saying, you know, get your Tinny out, catch your helicopter, you'll be waiting there for a couple of weeks, blah, blah, blah. And people just love to, to rip on you and have a bit of a laugh about it and that kind of thing. Um, at the end of the day, no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. Like, there were people laughing at me and saying, yeah, good luck he's stuck there for weeks, all this kind of shit. And then the road's open the next morning and he drives in. <laughs> so it's. You know, and the same thing happened with the Broome Road. Good luck, that'll be closed for weeks. They've got to look at, see all the damage. No way no one getting through there anytime soon. And then the road opens the next day and we drive from Headland to Broome and it was fucking perfect fine. There was one patch where you could see the river had, had washed the bitumen away and, and washed through and, and where, where they'd done some damage, obviously the pitches at Main roads had put up. There was only one section of the road for about 20 metres <laughs> and that already they already had the... Um, they are the machinery out there And they were, they'd filled in the uh, the potholes With some some of the gravel Sort of road base type material Off the edge of the road there They'd filled it in and compacted it Good enough to drive straight over it So they had a few signs saying caution ahead We drove straight over it, no problem No water on the road whatsoever And um, yeah man, I was stoked We didn't make the decision to call off the broom Holiday M's was uh, a little bit stressed about it and, and like I said, people were telling us you know, Worst case scenario, you won't get up there For the next week and all this kind of crap um, yeah, and we would have had to try and change all our accommodation And obviously work, t- time off of being booked in and all that kind of crap But man, we drove up here, no dramas I got here in five and a half hours And, and yeah, so, so I'm glad we didn't uh, jump the gun and, and try and change anything For a little bit of water on the road, man So it's all 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 good um, We got to Broome on Friday Friday <laughs> afternoon, about one o'clock, something like that I like, made pretty good time on the road And um, it's been beautiful here, man She's hot She's as, as hot as, as Headland is at the moment Which um they normally have sort of lower temperatures up here But more humidity It's just been actually quite hot Been sort of 37, 38 every day So like the middle of the day Has been pretty sort of a bit of a no-go zone for for us With the young kids and things like that And kind of like what we do in Headland this time of year We've been getting out in the morning Went down Cable Beach yesterday morning Went for a swim this morning Um, Went to the markets yesterday morning Got breakfast, things like that Got breakfast this morning And then we ducked back home And have a swim at the pool And freshen off And then, you know, by 10 or 11 o'clock We just come back to the apartment here And have kids have a bit of a nap And have a bit of um, lunch here Um, Kick back uh, All chill out till 2 or 3 in the Arvo And then we sort of maybe 3 or 4 in the Arvo And then we venture out again So we went out We're going, yeah, we went out to the Crock Park uh, Yesterday Which was awesome, man and um, well, I was just—I should just backtrack a second there and go. We, we we haven't been to Broome for say four odd four years, yeah, since Shady was was my boy was six months old. We've got a few friends up here, so I haven't seen a lot of those for those guys for a while. So it's cool to get here and and um see the town again. And it looks—I mean, it's beautiful here. I've never been a massive massive Broome fam, fan, I always enjoyed a holiday here. But I never thought you know oh, I could live here that kind of thing. But being here this time around, I mean, I've got to be honest. It it is beautiful. Their beaches do piss all over ours. Obviously, flat, white, sandy, uh, soft, sandy beaches. You know, you got the camel walks. You've got um, beautiful, just flat, blue water. Things like that. That that is beautiful. You can't deny it. And the the, the vegetation around town is is stunning and beautiful. But I've got to say I still wouldn't live here it's not for me as beautiful as I think the place is, and I really have more of an appreciation for it this time around um It's still not for me. Um, headland's my home uh, right now, but this is uh, it is a beautiful spot man and and um, we're staying at the seashells uh, resort, which is like in cable beach, just one street back sort of from the actual beachfront there and it is bloody, beautiful mate we've got a group on for this joint i think cost us three hundred dollars for three nights, and looking on the uh, the um, cost to stay here in peak times, the same units about uh, eleven hundred and fifty. So that's a pretty good savings, eight hundred odd dollars, seven hundred fifty dollars, something like that. So um, eight hundred dollars. So um, good maths there, mate. So um, it's just um, it's, it's been really nice. It's a nice little two bedroom. Apartment, it's upstairs. We've got a balcony overlooking the main grassed area and barbecues. Um, two, you know, two toilets, a shower, a full kitchen, dining area. You know, it's just awesome, man. The place is big. It's it's it's, it's probably <laughs> it's probably as big as the house that we live in, Barber laundry. Doesn't have a laundry, you know. Like it's kind of really is about as big as the house we live in, and it's got a beautiful balcony. So it's been an awesome, man. And for that price, can't cannot complain at all. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. Well, what I say? Well, it's got the pool here as well, and which i have redone lately, and it's been so good to to see the kids um, jumping around, having a ball in the pool. Man, not not having a pool ourselves, obviously, we, and um, the the pools in port being closed all season. Good work, Dickheads, kids who fucked that up. The pools in port being closed all season. You know, which is a five minute walk from our house. We kind of want to get down there once a week or once every fortnight for an actual recreational splash to the pools you know so to bring both the kids just walk out there and throw them in the pool with us there's no one else in there maybe there's one other group of people at a time in there and just have them jump around splash around throw the the little floaties on so we don't have to worry about them too much and they can have their own fun and it's just been awesome man they just absolutely love it and knackers them out for a good nap afterwards too but um the first couple of days we got here We didn't have a We forgot to bring some Swimmers nappies For Heidi For our youngest So um It just so worked out that The first couple of times We went for a swim Like she'd already sort of Done a Done a poo In a nappy So we were pretty confident She was going to be Good We're like yeah you know, She should be good man We'll you know We'll just take her in there we'll Go get go get some nappies later on And um It was quite funny had little bathers Because they're used to having Nappies on them like <laughs> It's hanging like an inch lower than her, than, her, than her bum and her little little girly part. So she's running around with these cute little bathers on and basically there's a half an inch worth of breeze flopping, like you know, blowing through the, through the bottom part of the, the bathers there. And we didn't have any accidents and we got her swimmer's nappies and went in there this morning and, it was man, it was a good timing because just before we went, actually it was while we were in Bunnings pecking around, she dropped the mother load in her nappy and we came back and, and, and cleaned her up and it was a full like basically a blowout rinse off job and everything and me and Em's were going, Man, lucky she did, like we've got a swimmer's nappies now, but I don't think the swimmer's nappy would have contained that one, so lucky she did that before we went in the pool man, or we might have been leaving here a day early with our heads um, you know tail between our legs and our heads hung low if she'd have blown out the whole pool. Um, but that didn't happen. So that was that was good. Good work little girl who's now creeping over towards me. Hey? You need to stay on there on a little iPad for now, Bubby. Daddy's working. Yeah. So that worked out well. And um, got her an appy And she went down and ha- had to swim again today. And the kids are running around. And like we're pretty good with the kids. Like, we let them, they're kids. You've got to let kids have fun. But we're not just letting them run, run a ride either. They're not allowed to run around the outside and scream at the top of their lungs and just do all that kind of stuff, being considerate, considerate of other people, you know. And there was this old... Yeah, bub, and there's this old crew um, in their 70s probably who were hanging out, they weren't there when we got there but they came down to the pool as well to jump in, which is fine and um, there's a bunch of pool noodles just sitting around in the pool floating around, you know, and I gathered up about six of them and made myself like a little floating chair a few under, like between my legs and a couple behind my head and sort of wrapped around me and I made this perfect little chair had all these pool noodles and I was just fully floating on top of the water, you know and just kicking back, enjoying it had my eyes closed and I didn't realise there was anybody else there yet. And I kind of opened my eyes and I saw as I was floating, a lady come swimming sort of straight in the direction where I was floating. And I thought, oh, sorry, stop and dodge and move out of her way and this cranky old head like an old leather shoe thing looking at me. And she goes, ah, can I have one of those? And, like, talking about the poor noodles I had. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, no worries. She gave one of the poor noodles, and she, like, grabs it and kind of saunters off into the distance with it. And it was the way she said it, like, she was really trying to prove a point. Like, they're not all your poor noodles, was kind of the tone to her voice, you know. I'm like, okay, okay, love, you can have one of the poor noodles, not a problem. I'm like, I didn't even know you were here. There was no one here five minutes ago. So I gave her the poor noodle, and she saunters off to a little group. And you could see them sort of, sort of talking amongst themselves and... Um, you know, the the muttering under their breaths and the disapproving looks and things like that. And, um, man, I'm very, like, respectful of my elders and of the older people and things like that. You know, you have to be... I've got a good relationship with my parents and with my grandparents and things like that um, when they were alive. Um, So, you know, I'm definitely respectful of older people, but at the same time, I don't have much patience for people that are just um, cunts, for lack of a better word. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, the way this lady looked at me And then the attitude she had for absolutely no reason And then goes off into her other side of the pool And muttering under their breaths about my kids And Em's was a little bit worried at first About the kids jumping and splashing and having fun and I was like, I was like, don't worry about them, babe Like, fuck them Like, we're not doing anything wrong They're on the other side of this pool It's a massive pool And not even near their zone I've dropped all the pool noodles I've got half the pool noodles over there now Because 70-year-old people need to play with pool noodles as well um, they've got half the pool noodles The kids aren't running outside They're just being kids Jumping and splashing in the pool And you know them just like No nah, you're right So we just got on with our thing And it's just man I don't know what's wrong with some people Why are you gotta be an old bat like that You know Just head like a leather shoe man Like you know It's not my problem Whatever your, whatever your problem is It's not my problem It's not my fault <laughs> So Screw that lady One of the old guys was nice He had a chat to us And things like that but um, just goes to show, man, that dickheads come in all ages. Uh, Moving on from my little rant about the old witch at the pool. Um, yeah, we went to the crock park. Uh, yesterday afternoon, and they unfortunately had been broken into overnight. Um, I think they'd found half of the crew who did it—some some young fellas, some local Indige fellas from around town. They sort of went in, and, and they didn't just break in and steal shit. They kind of trashed the joint, man. So they smashed the window to get in, left a stolen car there. Um, yeah, and and sort of ran havoc inside the um, the uh, tourist, like the you know, like the little tourist shop. At the front of the crock park, there, the memorabilia shop, which is pretty rough and unnecessary, really, but the crock park still opened, they charged us a reduced rate and just cash because Fpos and everything wasn't well, you weren't allowed in there because there was literally literally cops there with everything taped off doing investigation and forensic investigations and things in there so that um, was pretty yeah, it's pretty disappointing, like I said, but I think they've got to catch those the young fellas anyway, so they, I think that that they were sort of underage, you know, 14, 15, 13, 12, that kind of age range. So nothing really will happen to them. But we got to go in anyway and check out the clock park. And it was awesome, man. Really good. We've been there years ago, but haven't been, obviously, with the, the kids. That was the first time we went with the kids. And um, they as much as they loved it, it was bloody hot out in the sun, but as much as they loved it, my boy, man, he's Mr. Mr. Cautious. So like, even when we go to the pool, like my daughter's little crazy girl runs, you know, like she likes to jump off the edge um, straight into the water. No care in the world. Wants me to pick her up and throw her as high as I can in the air and catch her. And my boy is just like Mr. Cautious. He won't jump off the edge and don't want me to throw him too high things like that. And then we get to the the, the croc park and she wants to be up close looking at the crocs and he's real scared. Got, he's clinging on to me like a bloody koala, even when we held the little baby uh, crocodile, one of them like he started freaking out. My hands, I had to hold him quite tight and and just get him to calm down. And Shady kind of starts freaking out. And he's freaking out while watching the crocs feed. Every time they don't go too close to the fence, Dad. And every time they do like a death roll or snap for the chicken, he's like ah flinching and leaning away. And it was quite funny. He was shitting himself the whole time. But he hasn't stopped talking about it since we left, you know, and the the, the guy who's doing the tour for us, the tour guide, um, gave him... We hung around at the end and had a little bit of a chat And where they do the main feeding of... There's like a whole heap of crocs in the the main lake when you first walk in and a bunch of them lose teeth along the fence line there and he picked up some old teeth and gave Shady a couple of old croc teeth so he's got those in a little plastic bag waiting to get cleaned up by mum and he's been carrying that around everywhere with him and drawing pictures of crocodiles and... He loved it, man. He was just scared when he was there in, in the moment, you know. So that was cool and good to get that little memorabilia as well. And and Em's and Heidi were collecting feathers because there's birds and dingoes and kangaroos and emus and other stuff at that the park also. Um, so we've got some nice little feathers. Em's got a, a bunch of peacock feathers because she's been looking for those for a while now, collecting feathers, and she finally got her peacock. Peacock feathers, which is cool, and they were really good condition condition ones too, with the, the the proper pattern of the eye on the top of the feather. So that was a good little outing, man. And um, like M's collecting her, her bloody feathers and shit, man. She's she's been loving it here in Broome because. She's look at my wife. This is has this latest obsession with with plants lately, you know, and it's it's good, man. I'm happy with anything that, that uh, a hobby that keeps you busy and engaged, and you got you're passionate about. So she's going crazy for plants at the moment, and obviously Broom is just like awesome for plants, especially the Seashells Hotel where we are. And not as only has she been going to. Yeah, like garage garage sales and the markets and people she found on Facebook and buying plants and stuff here in pots. But she's been going crazy with cuttings. She's doing cuttings and propagating plants and all this at uh, at home, and she's been cutting plants since we've been here. So our balcony is literally one quarter full of plants, pots, in pots and cuttings, and she's been taking cuttings everywhere we go, and especially around the hotel here, running around, bloody taking cuttings of everything and... (laughs) And, I mean, I don't even... We're going to have to put our luggage on the roof rack to get home. Literally, the boot's going to be full of plants and cuttings. she has got them sitting, sitting outside right now all in water and shit. And um, it's going to be interesting transporting them all home, man. And she went a little bit crazy last night. Went out for a date night and came home and had a few... A uh, uh, few cocktails uh, or whatnot under our belts And she was a little bit excited And um, went for a bit of a solo mission around the grounds And just went crazy on the cuttings We spoke to the gardener yesterday And he said, yeah, yeah, you can take a couple of cuttings Not, not a problem, they don't mind at all I don't know if they meant that you can go around And just hack as many um, cuttings off every single plant You can see as you can carry But um, that's what she did And um, well, we've got to get them home And try and see how many we can get to, to live and, and propagate so that was quite uh, quite funny, drunk um, after dinner, cutting frenzies from my wife. And speaking of dinner, so we went last night to the Ali, and um, we've had a couple of hits and a couple of misses as far as it goes for dinner this time around. Um, went to the Ali last night for dinner, which was meh, average, really kind of shitty service, and the food was kind of shitty. We went there, and bloody expensive, and we went there because... We went there for breakfast yesterday morning. It was delicious, absolutely like one of the best breakfasts either of us have ever had, like beautiful, and we're quite picky with foodies, you know. Beautiful uh, breakfast, good service. And um, so we thought, oh, we should come back here for dinner. It's a nice spot, you know, sitting outside, that kind of thing, and, and, and try their dinner out. And then we went back for dinner and were kind of disappointed, um, which is which happens. But then we went to Bali High for dinner the night before on the Friday night, and that was that was delicious, man. Beautiful. Um, yeah, we it was like real gourmet style meals and that good service there. There wasn't many people there, but beautiful, beautiful food. Like, absolutely delicious. So Barley High was a hit. And then we went to Zookeepers, which is right next to the seashells for breakfast this morning. They had really good reviews on TripAdvisor, man, and that was terrible. Like really bad. Coffee was just shit. You know when your coffee comes out after your meals as well, you order a coffee first thing in the morning, you're sitting there and You know, your coffee literally comes out after your meals. It's like, what are you guys doing in there? And the food was just, it was just shit and service was shit. So you get that, man, sometimes. But, um, you know, I kind of, I hate hate complaining. But you kind of get in that, you get into that uh, sort of little quandary where you think, well, I don't want to, I don't like complaining. But when they ask you, oh, how is everything? You're not going to lie and go, it's great, when it wasn't. So it's just kind sort of trying to figure out how to let people know that the food really and the service wasn't really that great um, without you know so they can do better next time for you know, for their business, but without being a dick about it so it 's a hard thing to to do juggling that letting them know that things weren't great, but trying not to be a dick about it, man. But at the end of the day, when you spend your money on a service, you need to let people give people feedback about that service. Uh, when I was running my carpentry business, i expect people to do the same. If I gave a, a subpar job, I'd expect people to say, you know, I'm not really happy with this, I'm not really happy with that, I spent money on the service, you know, you want to get what you've paid for. And it's the same with food, mate. You go out, you spend 100 bucks more, 150 bucks on a dinner or something like that, you, you, you know, or 80, 90 bucks on a breakfast, you know, you, you expect to be, to have a good feed, man. Like, so you kind of got to let them know, and it's hard to, to do it without sounding like a dick. And it's also hard to know if the person you're speaking to gives a fuck. Like, if you speak to the wrong person, the waitress or something like that, or, you know, this is the person on the till quite often, they just don't care. How was everything? Oh, yeah, not bad. Like, it wasn't great, you know, to be honest, this and this and that, whatever it was. And they go, oh, okay. And they just take your money and then you go, and you go, Oh, that was pointless. You know, why do I even bother? That person doesn't give a shit. But then you get people who do care and they've got good quality, good service, and everything, and they say, How was everything tonight? And if you say, Oh, yeah, it was great, oh, i really pleased, I'll tell the chef, thanks very much. Or if you say, Oh, you know, this was a little bit, you know, it wasn't quite great, whatever, and they say, Oh, I'm really sorry about that, I'll let the chef know, and you know, maybe we can um, make sure we, 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 you know, have a look at that next time. And that's the way that kind of thing should work, but um, yeah, we've got the vibe that the places that We weren't happy with This time around They didn't give a fuck So that's kind of um, Maybe why the food Was shit in the first place But anyway um, We did have a couple Of good wins here So um, As being Like I said We are foodies man So I do like to I do like a good feed I do That's how I prefer To go out drinking Like I don't like Just sitting at the pub We went to the pub After last night Um and it's not my scene anymore, just sitting there drinking, just for the sake of drinking, you know, loud. Just loud, I could hardly hear what's going on, and all that crowded. Like, it's really... I went out and did it because we were out and we sort of had a babysitter and thought we'd go stretch our legs for a bit. But I still don't enjoy it, man. I like going out for dinner, especially with a group, friends or whatever, family, and sitting around and having good food and wines coming out and try a different drink here and there and some different food and chat over... The, that, that's how I like to drink, man. And the food is a major, um, you know, a major player in that, in that whole... Um, in that whole scene So it's good to have good food uh, Makes for good, co- uh, good conversation And, and, and help, helps a company A good company But we had also yeah, Went to Matso's the first day we got in here Gotta to go to Matso's and get the ginger beer And all that kind of shit Do the full typical broom tourist thing And I got the hot wings on their menu. man The hottest in WA they say And um, yeah I believe them My mouth was on fire Man like I like I like hot food Um This is the only it's The second time I've ever had Food this hot before The other time was Um I asked them At a, at a curry joint to, to do us The Vindaloo Me and Eli me, me mate He was on one of the old One of the previous podcasts We um we're kind of trying to staunch each other out, saying who likes the hottest curry, just being dickheads. Said, I love hot curry, I love hot curry. We said to the guys, can you make your Vindaloo curry like extra hot, please? They said, you sure? We go, yeah, 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 we love it. And both of us just got flogged, man, like it just burnt our mouths. You know, when your ears start ringing and you can't close your mouth because your lips are on fire and uh, the drill coming out the side of your mouth, it's just like fire, burning hot as well. What was embarrassing about that is that a friend of ours, Rosie, ended up having some of the Vindaloo, and she was fine. She said, yeah, it's hot, but she just smashed it back. I was like, oh, man, we just got like, outranked by <laughs> by Rosie. And this was a similar situation with these chicken wings, man. I couldn't eat them. I ended up eating about four or five of them, well, maybe four of them. But I was, my mouth was burning after the first one. I was just like, oh, I don't want to waste them. I want to get that chicken in me. I'm hungry. So I smashed like four of them down real quickly just because I wanted to eat them, and... Man, my mouth was just on fire, my ears were ringing Whee! My eyes were like watering, I was like, oh man, this is just too much I Had to throw a bunch of ginger beer on top of it to try and put the fire out But besides that, they do actually do a really good cocktail there as well, man We went there after dinner for a couple of drinks before we went to the pub last night and Got a Dark and Stormy, which is like the ginger beer with, uh, which rum was it? Sailor Jerry's on top which was really nice and then we got him to make an espresso martini there too which was really good because it wasn't overly sweet man you go out a lot of places and get an espresso martini and like they are just sickly sugary sweet and it kind of yeah puts you off having them And this one was actually quite a nice strong coffee flavour and made made really well so that was good they do a good good cocktail and apart from that we got beach tonight with some friends catching up with some friends and their kids and some babies and there's going to be dogs and it should be good man so Probably just do fish and chips tonight, go down the beach, catch up with some friends And then jet on out of here tomorrow morning So broom, it's been good, we love you And we will be back But um, this place has been reminding me so much of Bali lately And I'm so glad I'm going to Bali in a month Because it really, like I'm walking around going Oh this is lovely, it just makes me want to go to Bali And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to Bali in a month (laughs) It's not very long at all So that's a perfect timing for me um, as far as moving on I just want to hit on a couple of uh, TV shows I've been getting into lately uh, We watched uh, There's only one season of this at the moment But it's it's on Netflix It's a Netflix original Called Afterlife Which is a Ric- Ricky Gervais show I think it's written by him Stars in it as well uh, Probably produces it I haven't looked that far into it But good TV show man um, Good show That The 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 the, uh, pro- the um premise behind it is that his wife has died of cancer and starts off him watching a little video that she left of him telling him to go out and live his life and all this kind of thing and basically he's fallen into this horrible depression and the way he deals with it is just to be an absolute prick to everyone and if you like Ricky Gervais and you're a fan of his work and and his sense of humour, he's really good at being a smart ass prick to everyone so he just goes around shitting on people and just being completely inappropriate and rude and doesn't care about life, doesn't care if he lives or dies and, and it's Fucking brilliant Really funny And actually really well done Good characters And everything in it So that's worth a watch Afterlife Also started watching one, Another English show Called Turn Up Charlie Which is I think Written and directed by Idris And starred in by Idris Elba So The, the pom- Okay bub Daddy's nearly finished So the Poms are just Going hard at it At the moment Um, On Netflix Idris Elba Who's a I really like him He's a great actor And this is um, it's, a, it's Sort of a More it's a laid back kind of um, comedy show He's uh, an ex-DJ uh, s- superstar Like a one hit wonder From I think like the 90s And he's trying to make a comeback um, And basically his friends move back into town And he's, the friends, an actor and the wife Is a famous DJ She's moved to England to get involved In the Europe de- um, dance music scene and they got a little kid that they don't really look after, and he doesn't really have a job, so they start paying him as a nanny to look after the kid, and he's looking after the kid to try and get in with the wife to, to use the, yeah, you know, her um reputation to to relaunch his uh, DJ career, and it's pretty funny. The little kid's like a uh, a um, precocious little um you know little rich girl sort of thing, so. Pretty, pretty funny. That one's worth a, a look. Turn up, Charlie. Also, started watching, haven't finished. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a movie on uh, Netflix, which is a Coen Brothers film. It's a, it's a, like an old western, and it's done in the Coen Brothers' typical style, which is kind of a bit of satire, very, um, oh, very dramatic, overly dramatic, specifically overly not dramatic, um, theatrical uh, scenes. Um, with their own, their own specific flair On the way they do things Like a dark kind of A dark humorous look at um, life as well uh, Yeah, it's like I said It's a western And I think it's six separate little tales uh, Unrelated tales And some of them are really dark Some of them are quite funny uh, it's, it's, it's some big names in it as well um, uh, Franco, what's his name? James Franco, Liam Neeson, uh, a few other guys in there. Good, good show. Weird, weird show. I haven't finished it yet cause it was quite odd, but um, I'll probably get back in and finish that one off just because I'm intrigued by it, basically. Um, was it Nick Nolte in there as well? I think Nick Nolte was in there also. Yeah, old as shit, Nick Nolte So no, good show, worth a watch i uh, also been watching True Crime, the third season Which is on Foxtail I haven't finished that yet, but it's quite intriguing Good, good um, th- drama, thriller Crime thriller, I guess you'd call it, and also the NRL's back on footy season. I guess AFL's back on. Also, haven't been watching that, but the NRL is on, and my boys, the Storm, are on top of the ladder, undefeated as of yet through three games. So that's a good start to the la- uh, to the season for us, especially without Billy or oh, Cooper Cronk anymore. So, and I've got dot 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 coming soon. Game of Thrones, the final season. I think there's only going to be eight. Uh, Episodes this season But they're not Going to be Specifically um, A specific time length So they're like Feature length um, uh, Shows So one could be An hour and a half One could be An hour and 20 minutes One could be An hour and 40 minutes They're going to be Whatever they are Each episode And Basically Each one will be Like a mini Miniature movie So that's pretty awesome Uh, Looking forward to that See how they wrap That one up And I know that um, Another Fantasy novel Widely considered as one of the greatest fantasy novels ever written uh, The Wheel of Time is is Been earmarked for production through Amazon Amazon are starting to become a major player in the streaming service as well So Amazon are looking to do um, Wheel of Time I think they're looking to start production later this year So if you hear about that um, get on board It's a much better story than Game of Thrones And I love Game of Thrones But this is obviously widely considered One of the greatest uh, fantasy stories ever written So that should be an epic journey If that gets, um, gets up and away this year And if it's done correctly It could really, really I mean, it could be the next Game of Thrones Potentially, very easily So looking, for, really looking forward to that uh, and as far as music, I've got a little clip I just wanted to play I don't have much, I don't want to do a review or anything like that um, Today, but just one little song I heard just uh, the other day Yesterday I believe I was like, It's called, from a girl called, a solo artist called Tones and I And it's got a a bit of a uh, It's very poppy It's got a bit of an 80s pop kind of sound to it I'm just going to play the chorus for you guys here Tones and I I think she's a fairly unknown artist From New South Wales Around that regional scene Um, So you'll probably hear more of her Especially through Triple J and things like that And if she writes other pop bangers like this one You're going to hear more and more of her Over the next couple of years So um, And that will lead us out And wrap up today's episode So thanks everybody for tuning in uh, episode number thirty-three of the Average Man Podcast. Kimberly calling. I'm having a ball here in Broome. And next one, we'll be back to nuts and bolts of business back in Headland. And um, yeah, everybody, thanks for your support. Please like and share this um, podcast when when I put it up online. Sharing it is really essential to help me. Um, branch out get a bigger audience and things like that so if you can like it and share it please that'd be great thanks for your support and um, yeah here we go to finish off the podcast with Tones and I Johnny Runaway, peace out, thank you